Welcome to the Highfield Youth Podcast. This is Jess and today I'm chatting with Gareth. Hello. Hiya. How are you doing? Yeah, good thanks. Thanks for having me on. This is, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? I'm excited about what I'm about to ask you about, but um, just tell us how school has been first. Yeah, um, not bad. I mean, it's been a bit a bit strange, obviously, as it has been for everyone else with uh, lockdown. Um, I'm a teacher and so it's just been you know, getting used to setting work online and marking work via email and feeding back to students that way so it's been a bit strange i'm looking forward to going back hopefully fairly normal in september which is what the welsh government seems to be saying that would be great to get back to a bit more normality i think it's been strange for students but it's been strange for teachers as well we've been getting used to this whole way of working that we never signed up for when we became teachers at all yeah but it's been tiring um online stuff really yeah. is, isn't it so um what i actually wanted to ask you about was a book that you've written which is all about football tell us like what it's about and it's about football tell us why football is so important to you like why did you write it and stuff yeah so i um really spoke in april 2020 uh, which was really exciting my first book um about the history of football so going right back from 1857 up to 2020 talking about how the game developed over time. Um, it's called Football's 50 Most Important Moments. So it's looking at 50 moments from the history of the game um, in Britain, but also in Europe and across the world that sort of changed football to, to what it is today. Um, and so it's something I've been interested in. Me and the guy I wrote it with, um, we've loved football for years, um, went to high school together, and then we went to university together, both studying history. And at Swansea Uni, which is where I went to um, uni, there was a great sports history department. They've got a load of sports historians who, who look at sort of leisure and sport history and, and the importance of it. And so um, we specialised in that in our, in our final year and both our dissertation about sport, sports history. So it led eventually to us sort of having this manuscript that we wanted to get published. And it was published finally in April 2020. That's amazing. So, like, so why is football so important to you? Like in lockdown... Before lockdown, people would have said it was important, and then everything got shut down, and everyone's realised just how important sport and what you know, being able to watch it, being able to play it, is. So, like, what, why is it so important to you? Yeah, massively. I mean, I've missed sport so much over lockdown. It's so good to have it back now. I think um, it's been on so much. My wife's getting a bit sick of how much actually now it is back on, but it, it showed that it's boosted morale definitely. But having it back, and people are so happy to have it back. I think that's why sports history is important because it plays such an important role in people's lives I think even in their sort of history community and history teachers and stuff they, they sometimes people go oh sports history doesn't matter it's just a hobby but actually it, it does that's what we've studied over the years where we've written about sport it really does it's, it's more social history than just sort of entertainment history because it grows up because of the people who play it and the people who watch it and so you look at the Victorian times, sort of the 1880s, where football starts to grow, it plays a massive role in people's lives because it's what they do in their free time. It's where they start to spend all their, their time and money and, and you get professionalism, people getting paid to play sport from the 1880s and that is a massive moment. It's why football shoots ahead of rugby, really, because rugby doesn't pay people. You have to be uh, an amateur still to play rugby and you can be paid to play football and you know, obviously sporting people tend to be quite good at a couple of sports. And so if you were deciding between or you pick football, because uh, you could make money and it, and it shoots up and then you know talk about morale with like lockdown at the same looking at the world wars how football plays a role in the second world war they keep football going because it cancelled in the first world war and they, they realize that actually it plays a really important role so lots of footballers go away and fight but they still have um, amateur players or, or big charity matches with um, soldiers who are footballers stationed in parts of the country having charity games so it plays a role there 
I think it's really important just in terms of looking at sort of the development of the television and radio that's led by sport as well. And then it reflects society. So the 1880s, which were massive, and then 100 years later in the 1980s, where things were sort of tough in, in Britain, um, in society, and a lot of people were unhappy. And there was sort of working class and the middle class, and there's all these different uh, issues, and they're reflected in sport. And you get football in a real sort of dire state, as is society at that point in some ways. And so um, that's what the book does. It's not just a, a score lines, it's not just individual games actually looking at how sport reflects society at times and the, the amount you can learn from it from sport is is huge really and so I try and bring that into my lessons as well because so many young people love sports in, in all forms and so you know to, to chat about an Olympics at a difficult time uh, for example just before the second world war um, or, or world cups that sort of changed international cooperation because it didn't really happen before in that way and how in the Cold War, you get actually sports still being played between both sides of the Iron Curtain and things like that. So, yeah, I think sport's really important. So that's why I would always sell it as an important part of history. I know zero about football and I, or even about sport and you are enthusing me. Like, I want to know more about it now. Um, that's amazing. How, like, how did you get even... So you said it started off the back of your dissertation. Like, how long did it take to then put it together as a book? And, like, you were writing it with someone, like... Was there, were there frustrations or disagreements or just like blocked brain? Like, what was the process like and how did you deal with the difficult bits of that? Yeah, so Ben and myself, who wrote it, said we, we went to uni together and we we just had we had a lot of spare time as you do doing a history degree um in my final year you don't you don't do an awful lot of contact hours you have to do a lot of your own research and so sport was a big part of that and we were finding these amazing stories that we didn't even know about despite actually you know adoring football and, and sport and we wanted to write about them and so we started a just a history blog called the football history boys just writing about football history stuff and it, um, it led to a couple of nice things that we've we've gone to a award ceremony for up in Manchester and various things like that which has been great and but we we knew that we wanted to write a book really I, I guess that's like the ultimate of your research is to get a book published and so um, we we've sent off a couple of manuscripts to different people uh, and Pitch Publishing which is a, a sports publishers said yeah we, we'd love to make it um, and so we did but yeah as you said it was it can be tough obviously it was co-written and we we did agree on a lot of it beforehand but it's when you have things like do you put it in an order of 50 to 1 of the most important um you know but that would be quite difficult to do in that way because there's there's some tragedies in there and can you say some worst moments of um, you know higher rate than others and so it's chronological we've done it from 19 so 1857 until uh, right up to 2020 so it, it goes in chronological order and in chapters that way um, so it's, yeah, it, it was tough getting it all together. We had to double it as well. It's twenty-five thousand words, and they said, "Can you make it fifty thousand? So that was sort of a doubling everything we'd written um, in in a process of sort of four months. So I, I had to do an awful lot of writing at the end of last year. Um, and actually, they they want to make a second book with us as well, which is coming out next April. So lockdown's been great for that because we've been able to write and just focus on that. I've had more spare time, you know, than I, I normally would. Amazing. Which is your like your favourite bit of the book? Yeah, I think I think the 1950s are really important. So there's a few in the 1950s, but uh, that's my favourite bit of sport or football history when you look at it. Because before the Second World War, they, there was the British were not interested in in sort of the World Cup or anything like that. They didn't go. There was three World Cups before the Second World War, and they didn't want to go. They they invented the game. They considered themselves as inventors because they founded the FA in 1863 and sport grew up in Britain and then spread throughout 
the, uh, Europe really, but you know, the English always claimed they invented it. And so when the World Cup came along, they didn't want to take part because they thought it was ridiculous. You know, why, why should they have a World Cup? Because they were the guys who started it. And also they didn't want to let their, sort of their crown slip. They didn't want to lose to another nation and uh, be undermined. And, but in the 1950s, after the Second World War, they finally go. And so 1950, they go to the World Cup and they play the USA uh, in Brazil in the World Cup and they lose to the USA. It's called the Miracle on Grass because they should never have lost to America, obviously. Uh, and it's misreported back here because there was no sort of reports or anything. The score comes back, they lose 1-0, but it's reported as like 11-0 to, to England because they think like, they can't, when, they, when it's sent through Telegram or however, the people back in Britain don't believe they could have lost. And then three years later, Hungary come and visit England in Wembley and they've never lost to a foreign side before. They've, they've, they've played just sort of European teams and they've never lost to them. They've always beaten them. And then uh, Hungary come along and they lose 6-3 at Wembley, which was huge. Six months later, they say, we'll have a rematch back in Hungary and they lose 7-1 in Hungary. And then um, the European Cup, which is the Club Cup, gets founded in, eight, in 1955 and they start to enter the British clubs again and they lose. It was only uh, so sort of 12 years before a British club wins it. And so they sort of, their, their crown does slip and they realise that actually all these other nations are good at football and football is a, is a global game now and so that's where the game becomes global you also get tv and um, all those different things coming wales have their only world cup in in 1958 as well it's the only one we've ever been to so i like the 50s just because i think that's where it becomes the global game it wasn't separated it's, it's where the world cup is established and the european cup and all those different things and so that's the sort of the football we have today starts in the 1950s i think Wow, amazing. I have, I have learned so much. This has been amazing. Um, my last question, which is my question for everybody. Oh, hang on. First of all, my second to last question. Um, where can we buy your book? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's good that bookshops are opening again now. So support local bookshops if you are going. It's, it's in Waterstones and places like that. But Amazon as well. Amazon's been great to us, obviously, over lockdown for everything else. And so it's, it's for our book to check it out there. Or you can sort of check out our our website as well which is the footballhistoryboys.com uh, and that's where we've got links to it there as well but yeah check it out if you like football then you've got to love its history as well you can't just like the modern game you need to understand what's gone before too amazing and what is your song um to sum up your week or a song that you're just particularly enjoying at the moment uh, i know eve said this on one of your recent podcasts but for me i think it's probably hamilton just because we, we went to see it in february just before lockdown we're so glad we did because obviously everything's been cancelled now we had a couple of other theater trips booked in my wife and i and, and now um you know obviously they've all been cancelled so we're so lucky we got in really just before lockdown with hamilton but um obviously it's been released on disney plus now we've been loving it we've watched it twice already and uh loving the soundtrack we had a road trip yesterday where we were hammering out the soundtrack too so i'm loving the hamilton soundtrack amazing well gareth thank you so much for joining us on the podcast um it is the summer holidays now so we hope you enjoy them hope you get some good rest before september uh, thank you um and um well we'll all see you back uh when we're back at when we're back at club whatever that looks like bye bye well that was gareth from the gen talking about his new book buy it it's absolutely brilliant next time i'll be talking to Maisie, who's off to brussels to work in a church there until then bye